0: This is 365 Tech by Sweets. Today, we are on part 7 of our 12-part experience going through Kevin Kelly's book, The Inevitable Understanding of the 12 Technological Forces That Will Shape Our Future. Filtering is today's topic. If you missed one of the first six episodes, be sure to go back and check them out. Every 12 months, we human beings produce 8 million new songs, 2 million new books, 16,000 new films, 30 billion blog posts, 182 billion tweets, 400,000 new products, with little effort, hardly more than the flick of a wrist, the average person can summon up the library of everything. And within our lifetime, that entire library of all the books, all the games, every movie, all text ever printed is going to be available 24-7 on the same little screeny thing or in the same cloud. The number of possibilities we confront has been expanded by a growing population and then expanded further by technology that eases creation. The vastness of the library of everything quickly overwhelms the very narrow ruts of our own consuming habits. We'll need to help navigate through its wilds. Life is short and there are too many books to read. Someone or something has to choose or whisper in our ear to help us decide. This is the job of filters. There are a few ways that we've traditionally filtered content in the past. The first filter is gatekeepers. These are authorities, parents, priests, and teachers who shield the bad stuff and selectively pick from the good stuff. The next is filter by intermediates. Book publishers, music labels, and movie studios. They say no much more often than yes, performing a filtering function for what gets widely distributed. Every headline in a newspaper is a filter that says yes, this information and ignores the rest. We filter by curators. Retail stores don't carry everything, museums don't show everything, public libraries don't buy every single book. All of these curators select their wares and act as filters. We filter by brands. Faced with a shelf of similar goods, the first-time buyer always retreats to the familiar brand because it's a low-effort way to reduce the risk of a purchase. Brands filter through the clutter. We filter through our governments. Taboos are prohibited. Hate speech or criticism of leaders or of a religion is removed. Nationalistic matters are promoted. We filter by our cultural environment. Children are fed different messages, different content, different choices depending on the expectations of schools, family, and the society around them. We filter through our friend group. Peers have a great sway over our choices. We're very likely to choose what our friends choose. We also, and finally, filter by ourselves. We make choices based on our own preferences by our own judgment. Traditionally, this is actually the rarest filter. The problem with some of these traditional filters are that with the scalability of data and as more and more information is compounding down our daily pipelines, even after using these filters, we're gonna have millions of results. That's still way too many options to be able to filter through in a typical lifespan. So, nevertheless, we're going to try to reduce this abundance to a scale that is satisfying. So let's start with an ideal filter. And to make it personal, how would I choose where I give my attention next? First part, I would like to be delivered more of the content that I know I like. This is a kind of personalization that already exists. It's called a recommendation engine, and it has wide use on Amazon, Netflix, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Spotify, Beats, and Pandora, and then there are other aggregators as well. At this point, these recommendations are generally more reliable on average than recommendations from experts or friends. In fact, so many people find these filter recommendations useful that these kind of more like this offers are responsible for a third of Amazon sales. The danger of being rewarded with only what you already like is that you can spin into an egotistical spiral, becoming blind to anything slightly different, even if you love it the second filter in the ideal filter is going to be to know what my friends like that I didn't know about. In many ways this already exists with Twitter and Facebook because by following your friends you get effortless updates on the things that they find cool enough to share. However similar to the first point close friends can make an echo chamber amplifying the same choices So, to prevent this, studies show that going into the next circle, to the friends of friends, is sometimes enough to enlarge the range of options away from what is expected. The third component of the ideal filter is to stream the suggested stuff that I don't like, but would like to like. One thing to note about even an ideal filter is that something gets thrown away. The good stuff, something, will get thrown away. Filtering is a type of censoring, or vice versa. So no matter how good a filter is, at some level, something good can be thrown away, and that may remove the option that you are actually searching for.